Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. Nightcap alongside Tulane Green Wave Great. I got to switch it up. Yeah, man, I like that. I've been calling you Super Bowl Green Wave some love. Yeah, shout out Tulane. Um, But we got a ball game going on or a hockey game, however you want to define it. Two to two now. Edmonton has scored two unanswered. Ten minutes to go, second period. Uh, 103-89, Golden State leading the Mavericks. Eight and change to go in the fourth quarter. And Sean is sweating out the Brewers right now in St. Louis uh, as Albert Pujols... Uh, is facing Josh Hader with one down. Uh, I am fired up, as always. We've had him on before. A uh, good friend of mine, and uh, just can't wait to get his insight. It is Jamie and Christian, who, by the way, Sean, uh, may have to abruptly end this interview if his wife goes into labor. Uh, Fairly. Is, uh, Fairly. I told him, I was like, what would you rather do? Come on, man. You know, Eat some Jello and uh, talk to us on the air. But no. <laughs> Congrats, by the way. Very excited for you and, and your fam uh, that you'll be welcoming in uh, a baby boy here in the near future. But uh, while you have a couple minutes before you get into the uh, important stuff in life, let's yak about some hoops. And uh, let's go to the Eastern Conference. Um I mentioned this last night to a guest, Jamie, and I'm curious to get your perspective on it. Is it as simplistic to say if the Celtics just don't beat themselves, they're taking care of the heat tomorrow? Because when they don't turn the ball over, they win, and they win relatively comfortably against this heat team. You know, I think it is that simple, you know, really looking at it. I mean, the heat, I mean, they have an amazing organization. They've done an amazing job. Um, when you just look at their roster, you know, they have the most undrafted players in the, ro- in the playoffs right now on one team. You know, they've just done a great job of scouting, getting really tough guys that fit into how they like to play. But when you really look at the Celtics, I mean, you look at a really talented team. I mean, that's just reality of it. You have a lot of guys that are first-round picks on that team, either with the Boston Celtics or with other teams, and they've just done a great job of home-growing their talent. If they take care of the basketball, continue to play defense like they have been, I mean, you're talking about the best defensive team in the playoffs, um, and they've played Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and they're a really good Heat team, all different styles of offenses. Their defenses have done the same thing to every one of those offenses. It's been stifling when you watch a series. You know, Jamie, and last night I was, I was trying to pick up on it, and we, we had the game going on while we were on the airs, but, you know, watching back, it, it looked like Udoka, the, the coach of the Celtics, kind of just took Jalen Brown to the side, and I don't know if it was uh, 
abruptly or just basically said, just, just take care of the ball. And it, it seemed like Jalen Brown was a different guy in the second half. Had, had you know, was hitting his shots, wasn't the turning the ball over. As a coach, you know, what what can you say to a player at the half to to make that tweak? Because it felt like he was just all over the place uh, in that first half, and, and then really tightened up in a positive way in that second half. Yeah, I tell you what, a really interesting fact when you're watching the playoffs right now, or just how young the superstars are. Yeah, and I'm putting Jalen Brown in that category. We've got a lot of young stars that are really going to have to grow through this experience um, of playing bad in the first half and then being able to respond to it. Um, you know, you play, they play the 82 regular season games, and that's great. But the biggest amount of growth comes when the pressure's at this at its highest in the playoffs. And I think, you know, one thing Jalen Brown is just, since he's coming to the league, he's always carried this great chip on his shoulder and has always really responded through adversity. I mean, you think about some of the tough games he had against Brooklyn, he came out the next game and had his very best game. So you're talking about a guy who has a lot of pride in his craft and understands who he can be as a player. You know, I think that's one of the best things. I think I think Emei's done an amazing job of challenging these guys. I think these guys also have an extreme amount of pride and understand where they are. They understand how close they are and their response is really, really showing how much they're growing in the moment. And that's going to be really needed as they continue to play. Talk about growth. You know, Jamie, one of the things that we mentioned yesterday, um, Jason Tatum was struggling, you know, with his jump shot early in the game. And I was like, Tim, you know, the thing I want to see him do is do like the ones that are really great do when the, the, three-pointers not falling, get to the free throw line, get on the low block, play back to the basket a little bit, get a couple easy buckets, and he did that. He hit a little fallaway jump shot from the free throw line, then he went and posted up, made a little move, got him a layup. I thought that showed so much maturity and growth in Jason Tatum because a lot of times, and I want your opinion on this, these guys have superstar talent, but they haven't been in that moment and had to make the on-fly adjustment, saying, okay, this part of my game's not working. How am I still effective? How am I still producing? And I, I thought that was a, a, a tipping point for me in Jason Tatum's ascension to what I think is going to become one, one of the real superstars in this league. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all been kind of waiting to watch Jason Tatum kind of explode into the next level of superstar. I think we've all felt that watching him play through the years and watching him continue to grow as a player and how he's been able to attack it. I think what happens in the playoffs, which is so different though, Sean, is that, you know, the officials have such a hold on the game and, you know, so much of your offense is what the defense is going to be able to give you. You know, when you're looking at this at this Miami Heat defense, like these are tough, physical, older guys, veteran guys that kind of know how to bound, know how to bang you around when you get in the lane and kind of get you off balance. And so I wonder how much of it watching it is just like how much is him learning how to handle the physicality. You know, with a guy like you know Jason Tatum or Kevin Durant, a lot of times you can just isolate those guys at the elbow, have a little level of physicality, and they'll have the ability to get to the free throw line and be able to finish. And, you know, one thing I've been really impressed with the Jason Tatum, especially in the playoffs, is how much more physical he's played every round of it. And, um, you know, he's such a skilled player. I mean, they, they have him listed like 6'8". I think he's like 6'9 or 6'10". And, you know, but his ability to be able to shoot over smaller guys and be able to kind of create opportunities for himself, he's going to continue to learn how to do that as the playoffs go on. But I wonder how much of that was just what Miami Heat was not willing to give up for him and really making him have to go there with some level of force. We're talking with Jamie and Christian, a former Division One head men's basketball coach at a, a number of stops, most recently George Washington there in Washington, D.C. Uh, Jamie, and we're about – Five and a half minutes away from Golden State wrapping up this series uh, with Dallas. So uh, I know assuming in sports is a, is a silly thing to do, but we're going to do it for this uh, sake of the argument. Or 
Boston, Golden State, right now the odds makers essentially have this as a coin toss. Uh, how would you break down a Boston-Golden State series, and who do you think would ultimately emerge if, if, if that's the uh, ultimate NBA Finals? Well, number one, I think this is this will be one of the best series we've had in the playoffs. I mean, you're looking at a Warriors team that has, that has several players fighting for legacy. Um, you know, a Warriors team that has guys who have championship DNA who've been there before, and you're going to have a really young, hungry Celtics team that's trying to show that they're ready for the biggest stages. So emotionally, you're going to have just a, this, this heavyweight bout that's going to happen that's going to be really exciting. I, you know, I love the Boston Celtics defense, and I don't think the Warriors have seen a defense like the Boston Celtics defense. If you think about it, you know, one of the reasons that Memphis gave them so much trouble was because of the size of Memphis. Memphis has really good size on the perimeter. They can switch and kind of guard in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, one of the things that Dallas can't do, they kind of get smaller, you know, as they start switching. Jalen Brunson's out there. They have smaller guys out there. Um, so they can't switch that well with the same kind of intensity. With the Celtics, they can really do that. I mean, they have a lot of guys that can kind of play. The only smaller guy they really play is Pritchard, um, who's been an outstanding shooter. So I think that's going to be an interesting component, watching their defense, and can their defense be a stifling to, to the Warriors, who's one of the best offensive teams, one of the best passing teams in the NBA. Can it be a stifling? I think that's going to be a great matchup. Um, you know, what I do like about the Warriors, everywhere they play, they play with such great pace. And so the Celtics are going to have to be able to adjust to their pace and be able to play a little bit more in transition. I just think it's going to be a great series. Uh, I think it's definitely a seven-game series. It's going to be worthy of people watching and really celebrating these young stars with the mix of the older stars from the Warriors. Um, it's going to be a great series because you got this clash of styles. But remember this. Um, the Celtics have probably taken more threes than anybody in the playoffs. I mean, they've had games that have taken 50 threes in a game. So they really are the first team that the Warriors are going to match up with that can match them from the three-point line, at least with number of attempts and guys that can make them. Well, what I like about the series, Jamin, is, okay, Smart's going to guard Curry. So you have the reigning defensive NBA player of the year on Steph Curry. He understands that's his matchup. But they have the length to really match up on the wings with Andrew Wiggins and Klay Thompson and Otto Porter. They have the kind of Swiss Army Knife guy and Grant Williams to kind of get physical with Draymond. And then I think the thing that separates them is Looney's going to have to guard Horford. And he's going to take Looney away from the goal because Horford can knock the three down. Horford's also, you know, good on the defensive side, protecting the rims. And then you have Robert Williams, who's played a big role. I think this is a great matchup for Boston. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, I think it's a great matchup in, in general. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you've named it. I mean, how hard, how challenging is it to be the Warriors having a matchup? Looney's been great defending at the rim. Horford, Horford's going to take him away from the rim. Um, you know, one of the things I think you're going to see on both sides, though, you're going to see a lot of these guys switching a lot. You know, and that's one thing the Celtics were able to do in the Brooklyn series. They would do that in Milwaukee some, you know, besides besides on uh, – on, um, you know, on, on some of the bigger matchups they have with Milwaukee. I mean, so the switching is going to be something that's going to be right there, there. And you hit on it a little bit with Marcus Smart, deep, uh, great defensive player, defensive player of the year. His ability to switch onto a lot of different guys. You know, he's going to be guarding Clay some. He's going to be guarding Wiggins some. He's going to be guarding Curry some. He's going to be guarding Poole some. And so that ability to have a guard that can guard bigger guys and guys that can score the ball, it's going to be a really major advantage for them. And remember, Jason Taylor's been outstanding defensively, and, and Jalen Brown's been unbelievable defending on the perimeter. So that's one of the reasons I do like the Celtics. I think they have great versatility defensively to be able to guard these guys. But the Warriors make you guard in space, and they make you guard in movement. 
And it's going to be really about how you handle the pace, not just in the transition, but how you handle the pace in the half court because they move you, they move you laterally just like they move you vertically, and that can be really tough to adjust to in the series. All right, Jeremy, I have an NBA draft question for you. We have about 30 seconds yep. left. Put yourself in the control of the Orlando Magic. Right now, who's our best young player, and who do you select with this number one pick? You know, I really like I really like Paolo Banchero. I just love his physicality and his size, his ability to make plays. Having a chance to watch him live some of the Final Four, uh, man, he was just such a dominant player. And he's a guy that you know, if you're looking at at you know, if you're looking at these teams, it's like he's a guy that can come in and impact right away. Orlando Magic, their roster full of full of guards, having a bigger guy that's versatile really helps. He is Jamie and Christian. Great stuff, Jay. And uh, you know what? The 11 minutes, you made it through. Best of luck in the yeah, more important luck, things. Man. Congratulations, Jamie. We appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. There he is. Jamie and Christian, former Division One men's basketball coach. Alabama Carroll. I like it. You know I'm all for that. <laughs> it's the nightcap here on Visa. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Answer the call of cash with DraftKings Connect to Victory Challenge, sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine-part prediction pool series and take your shot at grabbing a share of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Verizon now to join the action. Verizon, America's most reliable 5G network. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Thanks again to Jamie and Christian for jumping on and uh, giving us his thoughts on the NBA Finals. Likes the Celtics yeah, in I that too. series. I, I've gone back wow, and forth. This is unbelievable. Calgary, wow. Calgary so, was down 2-0. They came back, <laughs> took the lead at 3-2, and within uh, literally 20 seconds, well, Edmonton came back, took the lead 3-2. Now Calgary's back up 4-3. Why not just play the over? Uh, if you've played, if you have on these Carolina Rangers – Edmonton, Calgary nights, because those are the two teams, those are the two matchups that have paired up in this round, Sean. If you just blindly went under Rangers, Carolina, over Edmonton, Calgary. You lost one game? You've lost one game. Yep. And that would be a one Edmonton, Calgary game. Hey, uh, well done, Ed, Aaron Oster. Good night for Aaron, our producer. He took the over in this game, and uh, apparently his Maryland baseball team that he's been telling us about at nauseum is, uh, is won a game. He's the only person in the entire 
Circa Hotel and Casino that was interested in Maryland men's baseball. Um, yeah, I scanned the whole sports book. Not one Terps hat, shirt, anything. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish he could get on some of these other games that everybody seems to be so interested in. Get out of his own little world, his own little cocoon over there. Uh, we're going to get to, uh, as the Warriors are now clearing the, the bench, a minute 37 to go, Sean. They are headed back to the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight years. Yep. Not too shabby there. And, uh, you know, it's it's a real testament to this organization. Uh, you know, the the core of that team, Draymond, Steph, and Clay Thompson, everything <laughs> they've been. Edmonton scored. You can't make this up. It was one nothing after the first period. Dude, it they was They have seven goals in this period. It was <laughs> Oh man. Hockey NHL is more exciting than NBA. NBA, man, they better oh. hope that Boston closes out tomorrow and that Boston Golden State is a great series cuz I mean, hockey has delivered. Sean, I don't I, I mean, I don't even think it's up for debate. I mean, we had how many game sevens in the first round? Six? I got to see what the end game total is. <laughs> got it at right now. I mean, this is incredible. This is unbelievable. What we are seeing from Edmonton and Calgary right now, there is 3.52 to go in the second period, and it is 4-4. Four to four. There have been seven goals in this second period. So they're at eight. Um, <laughs> you have to get to over 11 and a half to get oh, any plus money. Oh, man. Yeah, ten and a half is minus two forty six. <laughs> oh man, it was almost five four Calgary. Jesus, this is unbelievable. Wow, it's unbelievable. It, it really is. By the way, shout out to my dude Hater, man. Josh Hater. Yeah, Josh Hater, man. Shout out to the old lefty. Good, good job tonight. Shout out to the Phillies bringing home the bacon. Yankees run line stood up in the paint. We just waiting on Edmonton. We waiting on Edmonton. We're already going to a fancy steakhouse for dinner. Now we're just seeing. Oh, we what, are? No, I'm just saying, based on the night. Now we're just seeing what kind of bottle of wine we can we Ooh. can order. I mean, I, I'll, I'll take any fancy bottle of wine. Yeah. Taking me? Uh, what'd you say? Taking me, right? I didn't, I didn't hear you. What'd you say? You got your IFB still in. Oh, no, it's out. It ain't working. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all I was hearing. Mm. I had a connection problem. I apologize. I forgot. I, I, got a, I, I bought those cigars uh, today. I got to bring them in. Okay. You know? Hey man, listen. It, finest. The, I don't want the jokes. The finest black and miles. I ever. really would like something that I can smoke nice. It's my birthday Sunday, so I like to smoke one of them on Sunday. All right. I yeah. will. I will bring those in tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, do you like peach or strawberry for the Swisher sweets? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, boy, you're a special human being. <laughs> Come on, Vander. <sighs> Calgary's on the. Uh, Power play by uh, Dallas will not cover, barring some yeah. craziness. Here. I told you they will cover the second half. Yeah, but the seven and a half pre-flop was was irrelevant. Either Dallas was going to win this game call. outright, yeah, or they were going to lose by double digits. Oh, things getting interesting. Uh, no, it's seven. It's no, ten. Golden yeah. State can Golden State yeah. just run it. I out mean, here. unless Golden State turns the ball over, the game's over. Yeah, one twenty to one ten. So the second half uh, will come home. For anyone who took Dallas minus the one and a half, but the oh, Golden State Warriors, okay. they're dancing. They're yeah. moving their way to the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight years. Uh, game one of the NBA Finals will be in the Bay on June 2nd, a week from tonight, Sean. We'll have uh, all week to 
prepare for the NBA Finals. And the Golden State Warriors are headed to the Finals. 120-110, the final score. And an impressive performance. The overhits with ease. Uh, the Golden State Warriors also cover the closing number of six and a half, despite some late money uh, coming in on the Dallas Mavericks. But the Warriors get it done, Sean, and they are going to the NBA Finals where they will be a favorite against either team. Now, obviously, those lines will uh, determine, uh, be different if it is Miami. But as you see right there, uh, they will be a favorite. Now, albeit a small one against the Warriors, but, or excuse me, against the Celtics, but the Warriors will be the favorite. Uh, to win the title, Uh-oh, and they are shorthanded goal. Come on now, oh, that's a great <laughs> job by the defender. <sighs> like he can't breathe. By the way, I just want to point something out um, here in these uh, conference finals, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, there are props, and I think I think Derek has put them up here at Circa, and other books have had them. Largest lead, and they set that line at sixteen and a half. In these Eastern in these conference finals, four out of the five Western Conference Finals game in the series now over, mm-hmm. hit the over. All five Heat Celtics games, Sean, have had the largest lead be larger than sixteen and a half. I think that right there is just the cliff notes of what these conference finals have been. I would agree with that. Um, my question was, I wonder what's the best number that Golden State and Boston have had this year as far as to win the NBA championship. I wonder what Golden State got to when they were battling all those injuries and people were unsure of if they were going to figure out figure it out. Is there a way to look that up? Oh, I'm sure. Um, we, we can. Because I know I sat here and talked about it a couple times. We never really – would go all in on Boston, even though they kind of started. They had won like 11, 12 games in a row post-All-Star break. Oh, you could have got Boston at a really high price. But I wonder what Golden JVT. State's highest number was. Maybe 10-1, to 1 maybe? Yeah, we'll have to check. Preseason? Well, they were they were high. They were low preseason. Yeah, preseason. Like they were one of the favorites. Uh, sports, uh, sports Odd History, which is a fun uh, Twitter follow, at SO History. Uh, preseason to win the West – Golden State was plus 425. So they were probably in that 10 to 1 range. I don't know what their peak was. Um, anyone out there who got a, a Golden State I bet it's some people peak. sitting there with double digit NBA championship tickets on Golden State and Boston. Definitely Boston. Yeah. And I know JVT will join us, uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, he'll join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll get his thoughts. He was able to get the Celtics at a, at a pretty high price. He had the, the Mavericks, I think it's 66 to 1, Sean. Or maybe fourteen to one the the conference I forget what it was he had some juicy uh, tickets there waiting out so um, but Golden State gets it done they win in five so anyone who played that prop um, and uh, just an impressive series I I was look I'm not running away from from what my thoughts were during the Memphis series I was unimpressed uh, I thought they had some serious concerns in the Memphis series in Game Six the closeout game. Clay went off, and that impressed me. And I thought they'd win this series. I did not have a you know pre-series bet, I, but I didn't think they'd win in five. I thought this would be much more competitive. This series opened my eyes a little bit, but I think that's a good thing because ultimately I, I'm going to bet the Celtics to win 
the NBA. Finals. I am too. I am too. I like Boston. Well, first of all, I don't want to get put the card in front of the horse. They're Boston the handles their business tomorrow, and I think you know what. I'm going to play Boston and lay the points because I think at the end of the game, it's going to be just like this one. The points aren't going to matter. Eight Either Miami's going to win outright or Boston's going to win and cover. All right, JVT coming up just in a little bit. We'll get his uh, instant reaction on what we just witnessed with the Warriors winning by 10, 120 to 110. So they cover the number, the over hits as well. Dallas does cover the second half. Luka doesn't get there for a second straight game, Sean, uh, for his player prop. Understandably so. They set it really high, 34 and a half. He was held to 28 points tonight. He was 10 of 28 from the field. Clay Thompson, 32 points tonight, Sean. Eight three-pointers. Good to see Clay His back. player prop was two and a half three-pointers, and he hit eight of them tonight. Closing seconds of the second period. If you bet the over in Edmonton, Calgary. As the kids say, you Gucci. Just go ahead, put those feet up. You don't need just turn the game off. You don't need to watch anymore. JVT, who does he think is going to win? Larry O'Brien. We'll talk to him next. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Winning never looked better. Make free hoops and soccer picks for a shot at a sweet payday with H&M Wear That Feeling Prediction Series. Enter three pools and compete for your share. $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash HM now to get in on the action. H&M to make everyone look and feel good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Oilers and Flames all tied up at four after two periods. Seven goals in the second period. An NHL playoff record. Four goals in a minute, 11 seconds. Fastest four goals have been scored in NHL playoff history. So that game uh, right now intermission. And the Warriors headed to the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight years. They win over the Mavericks, 120 to 110. The overhits, the Warriors cover as well. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray, and we're pleased to welcome in our colleague here at VEASAN and co-host of uh, The Edge and Hardwood Handicappers, which is on over the weekend. Uh, it is JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst. JVT, uh, looking at you know what we saw tonight, uh, you know another closeout game for Clay. Uh, he was just absolutely tremendous in game six against the Grizzlies. Really solid here tonight. Uh, against the Mavericks, eight three-pointers. You know, you don't even need a superhuman effort for Steph Curry to to really win this game comfortably. Was this just a situation where, you know, the talent for Dallas just wasn't enough to overcome all the different pieces and components that the uh, Warriors were throwing their way? Yeah, I think to a certain extent. I mean, there's something to be said of just being a really talented team, you know, kind of what you're talking about here. If you look at some of the shooting numbers, you know, I can paint you a picture of Dallas not hitting open shots, right? You know, going into game four, for example, in the first three games of this series and the tracking data will be updated tomorrow. So we'll see what they did here. Um, but the first three games of this series, guys, they shoot 33% on wide open looks. They had generated 80 of them through the first three games. Uh, through the first three games, they had 100 catch and shoot three-point attempts. They shot 31% on those. Everything corrected itself in game four. They shot over 55% in both categories, and they won that game. 
Uh, but this is a team that was generating the looks that they wanted. The shots weren't just going down. And on the flip side, you had a Golden State team who was hitting their wide open shots, who was hitting tightly contested shots. And that speaks to just the talent they have. And I think at some point we can use all the data and the analysis that we want. I can tell you shot quality scorers and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, it helps that you got Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry uh, that have championship medal and have won games and kind of just work things in these situations. So I think you know it kind of just helps that you're freaking good sometimes. <laughs> sometimes sports just comes down to that. And I think it's come down to that here for the Golden State Warriors, who, as you said, are back in the finals. How about this stat? Uh, now have won 18 consecutive series against Western Conference opponents. That's wow. incredible. That's insane. It is. And like you said, it, their one equalizer, JVT, was their ability to get hot from three. And 11 of 48, 13 of 45, 17 of 42 won't get it done. My question is, now that these three-point-centric teams, by the way, um, Golden State won by 10. They only shot 36 Three. So with this current Golden State team, they're taking the drive to the basket, make the layup. They're making the pass down the loony instead of, you know, shooting a whole bunch of contested threes. Will it change the trajectory of the NBA? Will they start going back to let's get a good shot? Let's not always look for the three. Well, I, I think that's kind of Sean. That's always been the philosophy, right? You know, sometimes the threes, I think the threes catch a lot of attention because they're splashy. When they go down, they look really good. And a lot of people tend to push back on it and think, you know, oh, man, every possession you're going down and jacking up a three. But, but that's not the case. You know, you look at a team like the Dallas Mavericks who are a drive and kick type of team. If the shots within four feet of the basket, they're going to go there and they're going to get it. If it's not there, they're going to kick it out to an open shooter. And like they talked about, right, you know, the, the Mavericks, they shot a lot of threes. And I think a lot of people would look generally at the three-point percentage and go, Ugh. You were just jacking up threes and, you know, come on, that's not real basketball. But I just I just gave you all the numbers in terms of the wide open threes that they were taking, right? They just weren't hitting them. So, like, those are good looks. A wide open three, you know, a three-point attempt, a defender not within six feet, that's a good look. So, I'm not entirely sure it changes. You know, I think this is what the NBA is now. You want to get within four feet of the basket, or you want to shoot a three, or you want to get to the, the free throw line. We talk about in bas- or baseball, right, the three true outcomes. Uh, those are the three outcomes, I think, that you want for the most part for your teams but when you have superstars who can hit shots from multiple areas of the floor, right? Kevin Durant, an elite player because he has an elite mid-range shot. Kawhi Leonard, we go down the list of elite mid-range stars who have elite mid-range games. So I think this is the NBA. This is what we're going to see. I think we're going to see this variance as well with a lot of these lopsided scores because of the three-point shooting. I also don't think the health and the compact schedule is helping with those either. But I think this this game that we're seeing with the uh, with the NBA, it's here to stay. And I think sometimes it gets a little overblown because of some of the results. But at the end of the day, it's still a pretty good form of basketball. And I think teams are still doing the right thing in terms of getting to within four feet of the basket or shooting threes. You know, speaking of mid range game, I thought Jason Tatum showed a, a huge level of maturation in game five. Was not making his long distance jumpers. Decided to move closer. Made a couple. Shots from the free throw line. Actually went on the block, played played some back to the basket, you know, basketball and got a couple easy looks. As we move into game six, I'm of the belief that either you take Miami Heat on the money line or you take Boston to cover the number. Does that sound right? Uh, you know, to a, to an extent, I think I'd, I personally would go on the side. If you're making me choose one of those, it would be Boston uh, to cover the number. I, I think when you're looking at this from the perspective of what the Celtics are doing, have done in this series, there's a common denominator in each and every single one of these games that they have won. It is that their front court has been intact. Al Horford and Robert Williams together have been brilliant. And Ime Udoka has made adjustments and they changed little things. And you're now seeing these last few games that they are comfortable just allowing Al Horford to guard Jimmy Butler out in space wherever he wants. They'll go one-on-one with Al Horford and Jimmy Butler. 
partly because Butler's a little banged up, but also because Butler's one of those guys that wants to get into the painted area, try to force free throws. And Al Horford's a brilliant defender. He's not going to bite on pump fakes. He's not going to allow Jimmy Butler to get to the free throw line. He's just going to stay pat, contest shots. He got enough size where he doesn't need to leave his feet. So it's been a matchup that works out really well for them. And Robert Williams is a brilliant help defender. And he's so long and so athletic. He can crash from any part of the floor, whether it's to the paint or out to the perimeter. We watched him block P.J. Tucker's three-point shot from the corner in that game. And he's going to get a tightly contested look, or he's going to block one of your attempts because he's just so freaking long. So I, I would, if you're choosing between those two, I would venture to look at the Boston Celtics. You know, the, the Heat have not been playing well offensively, but so much of that is what the Boston Celtics have done to them in multiple areas of the floor, whether it's Max Struess and Kyle Lowry combining to go over from the floor, whether it's Jimmy Butler you know, failing to score efficiently and failing to get to the free throw line. So much of it is what the Celtics have done. And if they're going to be whole and they're going to be complete in that front court with Horford and Williams, then I think that we're going to see them win and move on. So between those two, I think I'd rather have Boston to win and cover because I think what they've been doing defensively has been absolutely brilliant. I want to get to the potential NBA Finals matchup here in just a moment as we talk to JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, at me, JVT, on Twitter. But the total tomorrow night, we've seen back-to-back unders uh, really <laughs> easy. And now, I mean, 200 and a half at some spots, yeah. JVT. I mean, this is the lowest total I think we've seen all playoffs. Do we still go over? Is this another situation where maybe the market has gone too far and you got to jump to the over? I mean, it seems like it's gone too far in today's day and age. We right, we were just talking about the three-point shot and the change of the game. And yet here we are. We got a total that might get to like one ninety-nine and a half. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: um, I, I think if you're if you're going to bet this like over, I think you're just kind of gambling about whether or not a guy like Tyler Hero is going to play, and that's mainly because he has an impact on a number, right? If he if he's going to be available, this number is going to go up, and it's not going to go up by much. But I would expect it to go up to the range of like two hundred one, or excuse me, where are we at right now? Yeah, so I'd like like two hundred one and a half, 202 and a half potentially. Because not only, remember, this is the important thing you gotta remember about Tyler Hero. Not only is he going to help them offensively, gives them another shot creator. Boston's been playing drop coverage on a lot of his pick and rolls. And he can kind of exploit that to a certain extent. He's also a bad defender. So that allows the Boston Celtics to exploit that a little bit on their end of the floor, maybe operate a little bit more efficiently offensively when he's out there. So he's gonna be impactful. So I think, Tim, when you're looking at this, if Hero's gonna play, you're going to look to bet this thing over the total. It's going to go up as well in accordance with his availability. If he doesn't play, I mean, you could see another game like yesterday. I mean, just look at this team. Who's creating for offense for Miami if Tyler Hero's not out there? It's not Max Struess. Gabe Vincent is admirable in his minutes, but he's not exactly going to go out and, you know, score in isolation in bunches. Kyle Lowry is out of shape, and it's not his fault. He's dealing with hamstring injuries the entire year. He's missed time for personal issues. Just clearly not the same guy that he's been in the past. And Butler's got this knee issue. So if Hero's not going to play, then I would not want to touch anything over the total because I don't know where Miami gets their offense from. But if Hero is going to play, I would jump on this going over quick only because you're going to get that adjustment up to like two points or so. And in a game like this, when we're talking about a total of 200 and a half or 201 or 202, one point or two points is quite a bit when you're talking about betting that over the total. So I think it's really dependent on whether Hero plays or not. JVT, we got about 30 seconds. Your initial thoughts of a Warriors-Celtics series uh, as of yesterday, Jeff Sherman over the Westgate had Warriors minus 120, Celtics even money. Yeah, I think you'll probably see that a little bit higher. You know, the Warriors will probably be like a minus 145 or so. They're the public team, I think. A lot of people like to see this team back in the finals or the known commodity. Uh, but I, I'm going to hold steady in, in my belief that Boston is the best team in the NBA. I think they are uniquely equipped to deal with the Golden State Warriors from a defensive standpoint. And they're still a pretty good offensive team. 
even though uh, this series has not really shown it. So uh, I would still think that the Boston Celtics are going to win that series. I agree. I agree. All right. JVT, we appreciate it as always, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having me, guys. There he is. Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst. Also, check out his write-ups every day. VEASAN.com. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it. That includes Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil breaking it down on the ice for you. Plus plenty of NFL, college football, preseason coverage, UFC, golf. If you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bet email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want, the cost only $39.00 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on vcin. Great stuff as always uh, from JVT. Interesting thought on the total. Felt pretty confident if Tyler Hero does play, quickly play the over. Mm -hmm. Tyler Hero listed as questionable, did not play in game five. He felt like twofold. Defensively, Tyler Hero's a liability, mm -hmm. but he can create his own shot for the Heat. So he felt like playing the over uh, would be something he would advise if Tyler Hero plays. But if Tyler Hero does not play, he said stay away uh, from that total, which I mean, is I as just, low that's, as... That's amazing that you wouldn't just auto-play over 200. I mean, his reasoning is, is great, and I probably I probably won't get involved in this game. If I do, it'll be. La I'll just say this: the I'll last the Celtics, the last two games, Sean. If the total was two hundred, it went under by sixteen and seventeen. My math is correct, which it is not. Sixteen and hold on, twenty-seven. Wow! So there have been some low-scoring games, but earlier in the series. 118-107, So, uh, totals I believe are three I'm and just two. Saying, to like the even over. just two hundred. I know. Jeez. Feels crazy, especially if one team gets in the one twenties. I'm trying to remember what game it was. It might have been a Buck Celtics game, Sean, where we had it was under, under, under. Yeah, the first three games went under, and then they finally corrected like all the way down to two oh eight, and it went to two twenty. The game went two twenty four. I. I think Tyler Hero, they're facing elimination. He's listed as questionable. He's been upgraded. He's going to give it a go, right? I mean, he may not be effective. Look, Kyle Lowry gave it a go in game five. He was horrendous. You know what I think right now? Tyler Hero is somewhere trying to pick out his outfit for the game tomorrow. Oh, I thought you were going to start singing some Enrique. No. I could he be your hero, baby. Boy, that is not your thing. You are a, you're great at a lot of stuff. Singing, I am the best at. Yeah, you should avoid karaoke at all costs. All costs. Yeah, I brought down the house my one time. I did, you did. karaoke. You did. I 
I mean, I think Enrique, if you need, if you go on tour and you get your Did you vote, see him on the sideline in the all white with the shades on? Tyler Hero? Yeah, looking yeah. like he was a fill in on my Miami Vice. Miami Vice, baby. <laughs> oh my God. Got to feel the part down there, Miami. <laughs> Meanwhile, your brother's out there getting their head beat in. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, look good, feel good, right? Yeah. Okay. Play good, whatever. What did Dion say? Look good. Look, uh, feel look good, good. Feel good. Feel good. good play, play good. good. Yeah. yeah. He looked good. Looked sharp. Got the shades on inside. I mean, was the sun in the arena? I don't know what no? was going on. You, Nightlife impacting his day life. He was trying to hide that. You felt like I felt like in Sean King's starting quarterback Tampa days, you definitely wore sunglasses inside. Nah, man. I was a suit guy. Well, you wear a suit. I mean, uh, Michael Jordan uh, famously wore sunglasses uh, when he talked to Ahmad Rashad. Yeah. Football's different. Could someone could someone find like when Sean King was sitting I was courtside? A suit I was a, oh no 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 no. Yeah, you know, with his you know rocking his suit. It's weird because I'm not a huge live game guy. I'm not a huge live event person. Like I kind of came up as the proliferation of technology and the platforms that you view entertainment on were expanding. You know, so I just I'm the kind of person like I rather have something at the house, like a cookout or something to watch the game, than actually be at the game. Now, I will go sporadically, but it's not my go-to. 24-year-old Sean, freshly minted millionaire, starting quarterback for the Bucks, sitting ringside at a boxing match. Don't leave out the hair and abs. With hair, yeah, yeah. with abs. Now, we used to go to the boxing matches. Oh, boy. Oh, that my was God, what horrendous. is Mike Smith doing? And you, you were rocking the shades. Nah. Yeah. No, nah, not at all. Not what was the style? Because it's already dark what in the box. What was the style? Like arena. 2000, 2000 style? Yeah, I kind of was a crossover. Initially, it still was the baggy clothes yeah. look. And, you know, I definitely wasn't a part of this skinny jean era. But <laughs> I mean, we used to do our thing. Like back then, like your mouthpiece was your magnet. You know, you didn't have to, you know, dress up, you know, and oh, I'm sure you make look, somebody look I'm sure kind you, of belt you I'm had. sure you looked all right. I'm sure yeah, you, I'm sure it, you it just, embraced it, it. It just was clean. It wasn't, like, fashionable. Like, I wasn't one of those guys trying to be on the cutting edge. I wasn't going in lime green. Yeah, I'm going you know, to look smooth, but the mouthpiece was magnificent. You know what I mean? So, I would have been very curious, if you were playing right now, what, what you'd be rocking game day. You're, you're rolling with your suit bag into the stadium. Yeah, some, I probably would some be. Some outlandish suit. No, nah, I probably would be jeans, sport coat, Cole Hawn type shoes. Or some loafers or something, you know. Like, that's what I would be right now. Because I want to be comfortable. Big flip-flops you'd be rocking. No, nah, not to the game. I don't game night. <laughs> Every other day of the week, facts. But not, not on game night. All right. That's your one time to get on TV. So, you know, you got to at least look look, look fresh. Oh, what do we got here? Aaron just sent me a video. What is this? Oh, this was Sean yesterday rocking inside. You got shades on yesterday. You were by... You're feeling your Tyler Hero yesterday. Oh yeah, I had my shirt open, all that. Yeah. 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 Sean, Sean's here. I, casting, I got my, my chest hair shaved. Sean's so. casting stones at uh, at Tyler Hero when he's rocking a, a Hawaiian shirt with shade. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. on inside yeah but i'm cooler than tyler hero are you yeah oh he's, yeah. he's young it's, still it's, got it's, hair it's either natural or it's not like, you can't dress cool some people out there might think tyler hero is cool I don't like know. a cool person looks good in a t-shirt khaki shorts and some flops i like how you were very specific on that because that's exactly <laughs> what you wear <laughs> hey man listen i didn't i didn't i didn't give uh a release for you guys to be videoing me back there in, in our production. Pro, pro, paparazzi, man. Yeah, man. They TMZ had that. They're everywhere. Here you think you're in a safe place, and man, look. I, all right, Nick, I got you. Yeah, I know who did it. Yeah, yeah, I know who did it. Yeah. Poor Nick. Nick, our, Nick's our director, man. He gets he gets bullied by Sean nonstop, man. It's it's. It's not cool, man. Because he'd be directing his energy in the wrong directions. He's back there filming me. Every time Nick walks in, he's like, hey, Tim, what's up, man? Gives me a dap. You know, he's like, what, what games you want to watch? Like, we, I'm cool with Nick. You, you come in, you're always talking smack about his Patriots. I love Nick. I'm, cool. I, I created I'm Just a News Anchor because of Nick because he thought I had some kind of grudge against the Patriots. I just was reporting the news. By the way, this is, this is a great transition. Watch this. So, Patriots, you love Mac Jones. I do love Mac Jones. I'm the head of the fan club. Where are you on Trevor Lawrence? I feel like you are very hesitant. So do you know how to play spades? To jump in, no, I don't. So in spades, everybody, it's, it's, it's a team game. No. So four people play, two, team, two people on a team, you get 13 cards each. So you have to bid on how many books you think you have. So you might have four books that you know and the possible. Trevor Lawrence is the possible. Like, I don't, he's talented. He had every advantage at Clemson. He took advantage of his advantages i still remember his worst two games were against the best two opponents that clemson played which was lsu national title game and what was the other game i'd have to go look it up exactly but those his worst two games and i'm just saying it that was to alabama say, semifinals yes that summer? yes i think it was that was it but it's also you could argue his best game ever was the semifinal against ohio state when they were yeah, down i don't, I don't consider back. ohio state like elite like i'm talking about the sec you know athletes. oh you mean the number two team in the country right now yeah they're good but they don't have on defense ohio state hadn't been close to lsu and, and bama type athletes um so i think he's really talented i want to see him do it and and, and, and i didn't Judge him based on last year, if that makes sense. So I don't have an opinion on Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to wait and see. I'm not going to elevate him like a lot of people just because. But why did you elevate? But I'm not going to downgrade him. Why did you elevate Mac Jones when Mac Jones had better pieces to throw to in college, mm -hmm. better running backs in college? Not to say that ETN was a you know scrub. He's a first round pick. Um, I feel like you elevated Mac Jones, but you didn't do the same to Trevor Lawrence. Well, I'm Trevor confused. Lawrence, a lot of times, in my opinion, got by at Clemson based on his athleticism. He's an extremely elite athlete for a game. But didn't inside. Mac Jones get by no. a lot Mac by the Jones, receivers he got the throw to? Mac Jones did the things in the pocket that translate. The functional mobility, the nuances of timing, accuracy, ball location, anticipation. like, And he did it all from the pocket. And I had seen quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Tua, 
in that same offense with same caliber personnel not be as impressive. We're going to talk to Chris Andrews coming up top of the hour. Still 4-4, four to four, Edmonton and Calgary. We'll see if uh, the Oilers can bring it on home for us. It's the nightcap on DC. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 